0: Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Join us this week as Maggie and her grandpa, Wayne Gray, share our morning meditations for us.
1: Good morning and welcome to your morning meditation for May 20th. Today's morning meditation is entitled, God isn't an editor, he's a creator. He's not looking for typos in our lives. He's looking for the beauty in them. Today's scripture is from Hebrews eight twelve, and it is saying this, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. I didn't set out to be an author. I wanted to build a school in Africa for child soldiers. If I wanted to bake cupcakes to sell, people would die. I'll stick with schools and words. A friend of mine encouraged me to write a book, so I did. I figured if there were a couple of typos, no big deal. We sold way over a million of them and gave all the money away, so I wrote another book. I learned that I'm much better at living stories than making sure all the punctuation is correct. So I have a few people in my life who love that sort of thing, and they helped me out. One of them is John, who's married to my daughter, Lindsay. John is an engineer, but that also means he's really good with details, and he really likes grammar. I still don't understand why, but I'm thankful nonetheless. John would read my words and graciously fix all the errors that I made. He didn't point out each one and shake his head in disapproval. He just took what I wrote and made it better. I used to think God was like an editor trying to find all the typos in my life, standing over my shoulder like a schoolmarm, ready to whack me on the knuckles with a yardstick. But I've learned that God isn't an editor, he's a creator. He's not going to give us the hairy eyeball when we make mistakes. He's pointing toward the horizon with a gleam in his eye and asking us to lift up our eyes towards a better story. He wants to tell a story of redemption, of everyone he could use to tell it, He's made you one of the main characters. He wants you to keep your eyes on him. If there's a typo or two on a couple of pages in your life, don't obsess over it. Keep writing, God's got this. He'll help you make the changes you need to make, but his purpose for your life is much bigger than giving you a failing grade. What typo have you been obsessing over? I love the imagery. I know I say this every single morning, but I love the imagery that Bob uses um, to talk about Jesus right here, Um, that he's not looking for the mistakes in our lives, but Um, He's looking to be in a relationship with us, and He wants everybody to know this good news. And because we know it, He wants to see us share it with others. And He's not trying to make sure that we do everything perfect, but He loves us even when we mess up. And I think that that's such an important picture of God. Um, And I know that sometimes, for me, it's really, really easy to get caught up in all my typos, the small things that I feel like I've done wrong. Yesterday, we talked about um, our failures (laughs) And I know that a lot of times it's easy for us to get caught up in those, but um, just, again, we serve a God that wants to see us succeed and wants to be in relationship with us and um, wants to walk with us as we tell others um, about the good news that we've heard. So, Granddad, would you like to share a few thoughts today?
0: Yeah, I uh, like this. The story that, uh, or the part in my life that it brought to mind was I, when I was young in high school, I know without a doubt that I received a call to the ministry and really planned to pursue that. We uh, moved from Hamlin, Texas to Amarillo, Texas, which was a much bigger town, and I met a young lady named Faye Goliheu, and from the first time I saw her, I was just drawn to her, and uh, as you often do at that young age, I fell in love with her, and suddenly nothing was more important than making her my wife. And she had said to me one time when we were just starting to date that she could just never be a preacher's wife because at the current time, our current preacher's wife would had come under some ridiculous criticism from some church members and she was telling me how, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this girl that I want to marry says she won't be a preacher's wife, and I've been called to preach. Well, anyway, make a long story short, I asked her to marry me, and after she said yes, after I had her commitment, (laughs) I told her about the call, and we planned. She said, well, I feel like since God's put you in my life that if he's called you that, he's called me to be a preacher's wife, and Okay, it's not a deal breaker, but we planned to go and I got caught up in making a living and having a child and kept planning to go and planning to go. And then we moved to El Paso and the church there I had shared with them and they were encouraging me to go and said that they would help with the finances and I was ready to give my resignation at my job and just moved to Colorado Springs because then that seemed the best option to go to Nazarene Bible College. But I just never had the faith. I didn't have a job. I had a wife and a baby, and I'm thinking, I just can't go up there without a, a job and barely enough money to pay one month's rent on an apartment, and then if I don't get a job, what will we do? And I just never had the faith to step out and fulfill that call and then life moves on and uh, one minister that I was talking to one time about that told me that I would never have a successful life if I didn't go ahead and step out on faith but God did not punish me for that figure to walk in that first call he had placed on my life he's given me a wonderful life I've had a wonderful marriage Still married 57 years later to that girl that stole my heart when I was 18. And he's given me three wonderful children, all who know the Lord, all who married well. And now I've got seven of the best grandchildren in the world. And I have been given opportunities through the church many times to serve him and to do things for the kingdom. God did not look at me like a school with the ruler ready to whack my hand and say, nothing good's ever going to happen to you because you didn't step out. I wish there's still a part of me that wish I had had that faith to step out, but now I wouldn't take anything for the life that God gave me and the wonderful blessings that he put on me. He really created for me a wonderful life, and I praise him for that.
1: Thank you for sharing, Granddad. That is a beautiful illustration. Um, definitely, I um, identify with my nana in that moment. I know what it's like to be young and in love with a preacher. Um, <laughs> I definitely do. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Um, it is it is so awesome to see the way that God has worked um, through you guys, um, even, even as you— um, didn't uh, pursue a call to ministry. I know that God has definitely used you in lots of ministry opportunities sure. over the years. So that is mm-hmm. so awesome. But thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, guys, let's pray and then we'll we'll see you guys tomorrow. But dear Jesus, I thank you so much for the gracious and loving God you are. I thank you for your forgiveness and um, for your um, for the way that you pursue us and our hearts, and for the way that you allow us to be a part of this grand story that you are writing. I thank you so much um, for the lives of people like my granddad, um, who tell stories and who can speak into our lives. I thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor, rate us on iTunes,